Welcome. We have some increased listeners. Yay. How fun is we that? We always like that. We've had people that have been sharing about the podcast and we so, so, so appreciate those that if you're enjoying the podcast that you're Share out there. Share it with your friends. That's the best way. Yes. Because, you know, some, some people fall upon it, but don't you usually trust more if one of your friends tells you you're in... They're enjoying something. Absolutely. You're like, oh, tell me more. Especially if you already know you have similar taste to that friend. Exactly. So, yeah. So I just wanted to welcome those of you that are new to listening to the Steel Magnolias podcast. And I wanted to also mention, since there are so many episodes up, I don't know if you're trying to like go back and listen to all of them. You can. I mean, go for it. <laughs> but also, we don't we're not building like a story it, it, nothing's Pop like in any at any point yeah anywhere that looks interesting it's jump not, in it's not sequential i guess is how you would say that yeah. um but there are some that i feel like have in conversation come up lately that i'm like yeah we did an episode on that so i just went, i actually have that a lot where somebody's like y'all should do blah 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 and i'm like we have like, we, or we did <laughs> yeah so i wanted to mention that if you didn't catch the episode this season, we're in season two right now. Season two, episode three was called Southern with a Side of Healthy. Yes. I will link to that episode in our show notes, just since I'm mentioning it. But it's, I mean, I guess it's summertime, so people are kind of trying to, even if they're Get not bathing suit. Even if they're not going to the beach, they're they're trying to maybe go for that beach body. So I'm not, I'm not saying this diet. Less fried foods. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying the diet that I we mentioned in that episode would get you a beach body ready, but it's some nice alternatives to some of the butter and heavy flour and things that we tend to use in lean towards southern cooking. South. Well, um, another one that I think comes up a lot is people want to know more about southern weddings, how to do a southern wedding, what do I, where do a southern wedding, all of that. Um, we did a great episode about yes, southern we did. weddings. It was season one, okay, and it yeah. was episode twenty four. Okay, cool. So maybe link to that one. We are going to do more on weddings in the future. Um, we have some, you know, ideas for that. Yeah. And we love hearing y'all's questions too. So yeah. if you have specifics of something you want. Um, but anyhow, we talked about a lot of wedding traditions and things like that. And we went through a lot episode. of that wedding traditions that I think you could still, if I'm remembering correctly, apply even if you're do, planning right now during yeah, the worldwide pandemic, a lot of true. them you could still do. That's right. Not all of them are in huge groups or any of that. Yeah. So I think, yes. I think about the one that in order to um, save yourself from having rain on your wedding day, you right? plant the bourbon, you go plant bourbon one month ahead. You could still do that in Absolutely. a time of pandemic. So anyway, if you are anywhere around weddings right now in your life, go check that one out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just feel like, you know, I was thinking through um, with magazines. It's not like they just do a topic and then they never touch it again. They're always freshening For sure. it up yeah. and bringing in new content around that subject. So we're going to be doing that. Yes. 
yeah. where the ones we've touched, we touch again. But yeah. We've already got a good bit of content. I so know. It's this fun. This is fun that it's building. Well, today we're talking about tomatoes. And I'm even thinking, um, yeah. I'm dancing over here. <laughs> you say tomato, I say tomato. I've never said tomato. Who would say tomato? Somebody from England. Proper. Someone very proper. Put some tomatoes in the salad. That's true. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, um, first we just got to talk about the reason that tomatoes are really popular here in the South. Okay. Because it's stinking hot. And they need heat. Do you <laughs> know where they come from originally? Like, like what country? Like yeah, or, or region. Like what would you um, think of as where tomatoes would originate? Italy? I don't know. That's it, exactly what I would have guessed. Okay. Was, cause, just because I think through they make all those sauces and they right. use them in everything. Yeah. In that region. Yeah. South America. Okay. Is actually where they originate from. I think it was Peru. Salsas. Yeah. True. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of a little tidbit of That's interest. That's fun to know. And then there's the ever popular question of, is it a fruit or is it a vegetable? Supposedly See? it's a fruit because it has seed, right? True. But I have a fun tidbit for you. Look at you with all your little nuggets of information today. Did you know that this actually came before the Supreme Court? No way. I'm not even kidding. So let me give you details. Wow. There was, in 1883, President Arthur signed a tariff requiring a tax to be paid on imported vegetables, but not fruit. Huh. So clearly this is going to be an issue Uh, for somebody who's bringing importing tomatoes. Yep. So um, there was a lawsuit that ended up going before the Supreme Court. Oh, my gosh. And you can look into that in great detail if you would like at a later date. But basically, this is what, botanically, a tomato is a fruit. However, in common parlance, it is a vegetable, meaning just language. Okay. Uh, Hence, the United States Supreme Court ruled that a tomato is a vegetable for the purposes of the customs regulations. So really, if you you don't know the answer to that question, you could say you're right either way. way. (laughs) (laughs) So isn't that interesting? Botanically, it's a fruit, but they said that it was a vegetable based on, um, I think because it was used in um, like more as a main dish, not Mm -hmm. as a dessert Mm -hmm. and... I don't know. I just thought, wow, that's kind of interesting and controversial still, but it's, I mean, it feels like more of a vegetable. It does. Like even all of the dishes that I'm going to talk about today, like they're all, if you were thinking about it being a fruit, like all these cheeses and base, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm going into that one too. Yeah. (laughs) So growing tomato plants, they are very easy to grow and remarkably productive. And so much different if you're growing it yourself versus buying it in the grocery. That's what everybody says. So. Every single person that grows tomatoes says that exact thing. Well, they're long, day. they're long season and they are heat loving. That's why. That's right. That's why we do them in the south. You yeah. got to. Yeah. They won't tolerate frost, so it's best to plant them as young plants in you know, like once spring has actually come. Like, don't 
get excited, get your tomato plants out. Well, and there's different varieties that yield at different times. Yeah. So some people like to even get different ones. There's one called Early Girl that's like pretty quick to produce. Okay. Um, And, you know, some of them take longer. So if you're like me and it's just me, I don't want every variety coming in at one time. So true. Um, you can share them, but yeah. I don't, I'm not going to set a fruit stand up out <laughs> or a <laughs> vegetable stand, depending on where you are on that issue, um, to sell all that stuff. Yeah. So you kind of want them to come in at different, different times. times. So different varieties are fun for that reason. True. I've heard cherry tomatoes are the easiest to grow. So if you're a beginner, that's what I've heard you should start with. That's a good... I love cherry tomatoes. Okay. There's the little baby ones. Yeah great to just throw in salads and yeah you don't even have to cut them sometimes that's true so well I have a neighbor named Annie shout out to Annie and she is she thinks she is not a pro gardener but in my eyes she is (laughs) so that even means I think she is pro because she doesn't think she is well I asked her about tomatoes and she said um even though every southerner loves their heirlooms that she doesn't think they are very easy to grow the heirloom uh-huh. tomatoes. Okay. She said the bigger the tomato, the longer you have to wait for them to That's turn right. red and keep bugs away. Yep. So her trick is she picks tomatoes while they're still green. She wraps them in newspaper and her grandma told her to put them on a tray and slide them under the bed and they'll ripen that way. No way. Never heard she of said this. she's tried it and it works, but she's still not sure why they need to go under the bed. So I talked to her even more about that. I was like, do you think it's just because it's dark, dark um, cooler? That is weird because I would think they would need light. That's so interesting. In the, so in newspaper, that's part of it too. You got to wrap okay. it in newspaper. Um, but yeah, she said that Roma and Cherry, those are her easiest. That Romas she has are one of my favorites. To, the, me too. And, you know, you got to make sure and stake them give them support when they're still small once they get taller it's hard to get them support that they need and then one other trick i'll tell you that annie mentioned because this was so cute she said you might know this laney because you plant a lot plant tomatoes near basil and marigolds to help keep bugs away okay i have heard marigolds i didn't know basil well i've heard annie say in other contexts that i've talked to her about planting things that you generally plant things with what they go with ah Okay. That they tend to, like, help each other somehow. And basil and tomato definitely pair well. together. So, anyway. Very interesting. Thank you, Annie, for that. Yes. Well, let's talk. First of all, um, there's so many different varieties. There's no way we can even cover that. Like, I saw one thing that said there's 700 different types in cultivation today. I heard that, too. So, there's all different colors, which I think totally is fun. Oh, for sure. You see yellows, oranges, reds, purples, just so pink, like all different varieties in color, shape. Yeah. Which Um, means all sorts of tastes. All different flavors, some sweet, some more acidic. Mm -hmm. And so we can't even answer all the questions for you because you've got to go out there and taste and try them. This is going to be personal preference for sure. And in different things that you're making and things like that. But um, we did a great episode. I'm going to mention another one that I thought was so good. Season one, episode 28 on heirloom seeds. Oh, 
you did. You killed it on I that loved one. That I was getting schooled on that. I yeah. was too, but I just loved it so much. But um, check that one out if you haven't, and and if this is of interest. But um, I think sounds like Annie's very tried and true and knows what she's doing. But I do love some of the heirloom versions, and there's a couple of them that I think are pretty easy. Okay. Um, but. Um, let's talk about heirloom. Yeah. For one, what is what does that even mean? Yeah. I liked something I saw in an article by Bon Appetit. It said um, about heirlooms, the seeds are what make an heirloom tomato an heirloom tomato. They're passed down from season to season, taken by the farmers from the tomato plants that produced the best fruit. Mm-hmm. So they keep the seeds of the really good mm-hmm. flavored ones. So smart. This process allows farmers to select for certain desirable traits like juiciness, size, shape, or color. Um, Heirloom tomatoes are also often open pollinated, which means they are pollinated naturally by birds, insects, wind, or human hands. Mm -hmm. No weird science modifications going on in the heirloom varieties. Yeah. and one thing you'll notice about a lot of the heirloom ones is their shapes are kind of sometimes weird. I'm yes. going to use the word weird because they're just not like that perfectly perfect looking tomato. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. to me, I think that's more beautiful. Yeah. When it's not. When it's not so perfect. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So yeah. I like yeah. something that's like purple and Then it looks wonky. like it had some kind of wart on the side or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. to me, that's saying... This is probably going to taste good. Yeah. Whereas something that's real perfect from the grocery is yep. often, to me, got like a, um, like almost like a gritty, grainy taste. Interesting. To yeah. it. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. That I don't like. Yeah. And not as much flavor. Yeah. But the hybrid, um, just to kind of give a definition on that, that is um, a mix of two varieties where they're blending it together, like mm-hmm. modifying it to bring this variety and that variety together okay. in order to make, uh, like pull from the mm-hmm. good of each. Yes. Now, if you're one who wants to keep seeds. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, you're only going to get one or the, you're right. not going to get, you'll get tomatoes yeah. if you keep the seed, but you're not going to get that hybrid that right. you had. Because it's going to only pull from the DNA of one of those, if you will. So that's the very generic version of heirloom and hybrid. But um, if you want to know more about that, listen to our heirloom seed episode. Because we went into a good bit of information on that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's heirloom tomatoes. We've already mentioned um, Roma's, cherries, tomatoes on the vine. I mean, that's even considered kind of its own variety um cocktail tomatoes green beefsteak tomatoes a green tomato doesn't always mean unripe i've mentioned that before too right so right now my tomatoes are green Mm -hmm. so that and they're firm so i could fry them up and make fried green tomatoes but there's some varieties that actually are green when they are ripe yes there's a zebra version that's real pretty and yeah it's not gonna change from green yeah yeah and then there's just a red beef steak tomato, which mm. that would be your salsa tomato for sure. Yeah. Those are, that's called, that. that's considered the king of tomatoes is the red 
beef steak. It's a big one. Yeah. Now for a sandwich, we have a local, well, it's a Tennessee um, tomato. I think it's the only um, tomato that's like naturally from here Mm -hmm. that was planted by Native Americans. It's called the Cherokee Purple. Love it. And it is, I think, the best sandwich tomato. Yeah. So good and juicy and it's big. Is that the one that you would kind of, do you eat yours just sliced up with some salt and pepper? No, I (laughs) usually don't do that. I know people do. And I can eat that. Like if I have eggs, um, I kind of like a tomato that has a little salt on it. There's something about that that's good together to me. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I've actually seen mom eat one like an apple where she just put a little salt and bit it. Like I've never done that. Um, I don't think I've seen her do that often, but she likes them enough that she can eat it. Yeah. Like that. Wow. Like fruit. I guess like, it's, it's like a fruit. <laughs> She's on the bandwagon that it is definitely a fruit. But, um, yeah, there's just so many different ones. There's, um, if you're making a sandwich, there's going to be br- particular ones you like if you're making salsa there might be particular ones you like sauces i mean yeah. you just gotta experiment and see yeah what's what i love when a salad has different colors yeah of of and and if if you have really good tomato i think the less you mess with it the better good point does that make sense yes. like if you have really good flavorful tomatoes yeah just Putting it with a little bit of, you know, doing like a caprice salad that yes. has just some basil and mozzarella um, ball. Those mozzarella balls mm-hmm. and so good. a little balsamic reduction mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That sounds so wonderful. Good. Have you ever, um, like, gotten the skin off tomatoes for making it a sauce? Or I have. Not often. Yeah. That's not, I don't make a lot of homemade sauce. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't done that and I have made, um, homemade sauce. So I think it's interesting that, um, cause I've, I've gotten just like those stewed tomatoes yeah, before yeah, and yeah, yeah. done those in a sauce. But again, Annie being so pro, she was just saying, you know, she definitely boils hers to get the skin off and then just runs them under cool water and that okay. skin just kind of comes right Fa- off. Falls right off. But, um, yeah, that, that seems like a lot of work. So, well, homemade can make all the difference though that's true in in a recipe being good and i wanted to even mention if you do a caprice salad yes um again so simple you just got to have the mozzarella the basil the good juicy wonderful tomato yeah and then um there is to make do you have you ever made a balsamic reduction no but i have down that this is something that we need to mention on here. You do? So, Good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So you can just take your balsamic vinegar mm-hmm. and make it. All you do is heat it up on the stove. Okay. okay. Um, I think if you take about two cups of balsamic vinegar, okay. it's going to reduce down to like a half a cup. Wow. So, so do you get it, it just to boiling? Um, I don't. I put it just in a little. I've only done it a few times, but okay. just in a saucepan. Yeah. And just get it hot I don't know that I would say boiling and just stirring it okay um and it usually takes I mean it can take like 20 minutes to get it and you're stirring it the whole time well not non-stop okay but 
pretty often. Okay. You know, just to get it thick. You want it to right. have like a thickness to it. Um, and then you need it to cool down yeah. before you pour it on. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. But I also wanted to mention there's a great one that's just already made in the grocery. Oh, really? For people that don't want to mess with that. Yeah. Um, the brand, I'm not even sure how you pronounce it. A-L-E-S-S-I. Oh, I've You've seen, seen it. They do all the vinegars and oils yes. and that kind of thing. They have a nice balsamic reduction already okay. in the bottle. Nice. For five or six dollars. Yeah. And um it's already done. Well and, and so it's got that nice sweetness. It, perfect. We've mentioned even before, even at Christmas time, that that's a fun appetizer to put out. You can put it on skewers. Like the, so cute. a cherry tomato. Oh true. We did because of the color. Because of the colors. Yeah. Red and green, red, green and white. So yeah. That's um that's definitely a fun you know, I didn't even like tomatoes as a kid. It wasn't until adulthood that my palate changed in many areas. But when you tomatoes, went to Spain, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Over in the area where they've got so but much good tomatoes was definitely one of those things that, you know, I would have always said, No tomatoes, no tomatoes, mm-hmm. no tomatoes. But now, you know, I like it. And I was thinking when I got kinda on my own in early twenties, tomato pie was Really, one of the first things I followed along in a cookbook. Okay. And made. Isn't that funny? What a random... Not really, if you're from the South. Thing to... Tomato pies are huge. Yeah, I guess so. But I just, I'd never thought about that that was kind of my first thing. And I still make it. I follow that recipe in Food That Says Welcome. By Barbara Smith. We love that recipe. It is so good. It's And I'll just quickly mention it. It's also wonderful because you do buy a store-bought pie pie crust, Mm -hmm. and those come in packs of two. Mm -hmm. So it's also really nice because you can make two at a time. Yeah, make one for your family and take one to somebody that's a new neighbor or just had a baby. They freeze well. You Mm -hmm. can freeze it. Um, They freeze okay. Yeah, I would say they freeze okay. Not great. But yeah, I mean, it's basically a bunch of cheese, some mayonnaise, tomatoes, and a pie crust. And basil. What could go wrong, right? Yeah, Yeah, and fresh basil. But I did, you know... The the recipe I follow is called a tomato pesto tart, and in that mayonnaise um, mix, you're adding in Mrs. Dash. Yeah, yeah. A lot of tomato pie recipes, if you just look those up online, they actually have you make some sort of a pesto paste. Okay. This one doesn't. Yeah. Um, but... Anyway, it's pesto is so good with tomato too. So good. Oh my gosh, I'm getting hungry on this I episode. I am. We usually don't real. get so hungry ourselves. Um, I've even heard with tomato pies of people using pimento cheese. Oh, and so that's similar. Think about the one we're making mm-hmm. that has the that's it true. has mozzarella, yep. cheddar, yep. Mrs. Dash mayonnaise. You're making like a mix. Yeah. So it's not that unusual so to just instead put pimento cheese yeah um over those tomatoes in the pie crust and anyway there's lots of directions that you could go with what your flavor palette is that's true we've eaten that tomato pie that we've been for breakfast oh i love it for breakfast (laughs) what's wrong with that that's not weird (laughs) um and then the other sort of my go-to in my early 20s from that same cookbook was that tomato basil bisque now, oh, I haven't yeah. made that in a long time. Super simple. But it is so easy. Now, yeah. it's a bunch of canned tomato yeah. Yeah. products. Um, 
But, but it's anyway. an easy thing to equip up if somebody comes for lunch and you didn't, weren't planning on having somebody for lunch or something like that. Absolutely. Two cans of tomato soup, a can of evaporated milk, one can of petite diced tomatoes, salt, pepper. If you've got and any if fresh, you have basil, fresh basil, that makes it yum, seem even yum. more Pair homemade. it with a grilled cheese sandwich. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually a perfect thing, too, if you do have like a large group that you're feeding and you're trying to do it on a budget. Yeah. That's a very cheap soup. And Very sandwich good idea. meal. Yeah, that's true. So I know people are. And then make a nice Gouda, yummy grilled cheese or something like that mm-hmm. to go with it. Make it more gourmet. Well, um, another thing that's great about this talking about tomatoes right now is tis the season. True. That's I why mean, we picked it. Right? Yeah. Like mine, like I said, are all still green. We're getting into getting some color, but, um, you know, late July and August is prime in the south yeah. for your tomatoes yeah so yes you can make caprice salad in december but right now is when it's gonna be that's very true fresh and flavorful that's very you're true. probably getting some from the grocery if you're getting them um in december well and one of the other things just as i'm looking down my list of, of recipes all of these seem to have very minimal ingredients that's what's so great is if your tomatoes are good you don't want a bunch of ingredients like i'm even looking at fried green tomatoes all you would need are your green tomatoes salt pepper cornmeal maybe some bacon drippings mm-hmm. and i like to make a little like a spicy mayonnaise or something to go with it or like some kind of little yummy gourmet (laughs) yes some kind of spicy something to go on there because it's kind of a still a little bit of a I started to use the word flat flavor does that make sense like you want it to have some yeah it is flavor interest and And for you and I we love sauces and condiments so much so it is it needs something probably yeah, to something go with to make it. it have a little kick that but makes sense yeah the whole country basically got in on fried green tomatoes when the movie that came great out. movie and, and book that was 91 I can't, can you believe don't that don't even say that that's one of my favorite movies of all time though so if you haven't checked out fried green tomatoes plug. it's a goodie it's a goodie <laughs> um and then a, a bruschetta is another yes. great thing to make if you have good tomatoes to throw in some garlic so and good. onion and you know kind of make just a night and and just toast those little just get a, a french baguette and cut it up and oh it's just so, so good, good when you have a good tomato yes you can also put that little balsamic reduction i was talking about on that on and, a bruschetta ooh, so yummy we got to mention tomato aspic since you mentioned that <laughs> a few episodes back on our ambrosia <laughs> and jello salads back this on is it. a southern classic that i'm not sure um is I, I, that doesn't make me hungry. No. I'll just say that. We called it the gelatin Bloody Mary. That's right. <laughs> but people love it. So we got to mention it. And then tomato sandwich. How, oh my gosh. How classic Let's Southern. just talk about if you have a great tomato, what better thing to do than just a tomato sandwich? Or if you got to have a BLT, that's good too. Yeah. But you got to have white bread if you're going to do a tomato sandwich right maybe even just like wonder bread a lot of right. people like that gummy yeah white bread yes. to go with the flavors put a little duke's mayonnaise on say, there pick the mayo of your choice we're duke's people some onion powder and salt and pepper mm. you know what i was reading i'm reading right now a book on miss daisy if you know oh yeah yeah if you know anything about tennessee history she's been a restaurateur here in the middle tennessee nashville area for a long time in miss daisy's cookbook she says that tomato sandwich um 
was a tradition for weddings in Tennessee. Interesting. And I, I just, wonder if that's kind of like a cucumber sandwich in England. You know, they would often have those where they cut the crust off and yeah. there was those cute little cucumber sandwiches. I don't know. I could not hmm. get my head around tomato sandwiches at a wedding because it it seems like such a cheap snack. Well, or weddings are different than weddings used to be. True. Uh, think through like it used to be some nuts and mints at a little reception after the, that's very true. Do you know what I mean? Like that's very true. Some, so maybe that was a fancy punch. wedding list. They had they even put tomato, tomato sandwiches out. So true. <laughs> wow, that is really true. Things uh, the the love isn't um, less than, but certainly the hoopla was. Well, I had never heard that, so I wanted to maybe maybe some of our listeners even served tomato sandwiches at their wedding. Well, I mean, those are just kind of some... That's just to get you hungry for tomatoes. But if you're not growing them yourself, go to your farmer's market and check out what they have there. I'm telling you, this is game changer compared to a grocery store tomato. Because if you're one that you were talking about in your 20s, and I'm the same, that was always like, no tomato, no tomato. If I'm getting something in... um, Certainly at a fast food place or something. I don't want that grainy, nasty no, no. tomato yeah. on there. Yeah. But it's a totally different thing if you're at a backyard cookout and they have a fresh tomato. Yeah. Sign me up for that. I yes. want one on there. So true. Um, so if you've always not enjoyed tomatoes, maybe branch out and try a couple that are from your farmer's market and see what you think. Yeah. It might yeah. be different. Yeah. Good, good. Well... That's going to do it for this episode of the Steel Magnolias podcast. And hey, if you like what you hear and you are one that can just take a second, write us a quick review on whatever podcast platform that you listen on. It helps people find us. In fact, we have some New Zealand listeners now. Oh, that's so fun. Welcome, New Zealand. And they found us because of people writing up reviews. That's so awesome. it does help and yeah. it does matter. And so if you have a second... Um, go give us some five stars and just a quick little note will help and go a long way. So y'all have a good week. We appreciate you. Peace be with you. And also with y'all. Bye.